Our whole world is sitting there on a computer. It's in the computer. What was briefly yours is now mine. Seven years of college down the drain. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am Gamer Dude. How you doing? Glad to have you here for another episode of Storytime. It's summer. Yay, summertime. Boy, I remember. I remember looking forward to summer as a kid. I remember those last few days of school in June as you're aching to get outside, waiting for that summer break. You knew you had the whole summer to do whatever you wanted to do as a kid. That's what we did as kids. Now, those last few days of June, we would look out the windows and the wind was blowing, the birds were chirping, all the good things. And we would always ask the teachers, can we have class outside? And sometimes they would say, yeah, sure, let's go outside. We'll sit under a tree. Did that ever happen to you? Do they still do that now? I don't remember ever driving by a school anymore and seeing the teachers take the kids outside for class, sit under a tree, sit on the park benches, sit in the playground. They used to do that for us. We would go outside and enjoy the sunshine and enjoy the weather. We actually did mostly pay attention while we were outside. I guess that's Partly because a lot of our schools in my day were not air-conditioned, so it was better to be outside where you could catch a little bit of a breeze than to be stuck inside a stuffy classroom. And the teachers knew that we were all looking to get outside. So they would take us outside for class. We'd bring our books. We'd bring our, our worksheets that we had to do. Whatever we were working on that particular day, the teachers would let us all bring it outside, and we'd have class out in the sun. What an awesome time that was. And it was just like a little taste of what was to come for summer vacation. So for for today, what I thought of doing was taking the podcast. We're going to go outside. We're going to step outside and enjoy the sunshine. So come with me. Isn't that nice? The birds are chirping. The sky is blue. It's beautiful out. We want to do the podcast outside today. So we're just going to we're going to pull up a chair here. Have a nice cold drink by our side. We're going to talk about summer and summer vacation as a kid. Because, boy, that was the time to be a kid, wasn't it? Oh, it's so different now, and it's it's sad. And I blame us. I blame this generation for the generation now not enjoying summers the way we used to. Because when I was a kid, once summer rolled around, we were on our own. Our parents would let us go out. (laughs) Not only would they let us, they'd encourage us to go out. Oh, please, go outside and play. That was my dad most of the time. And my mom, don't you want to go outside and play with your friends? And of course we did. We wanted to get out of the house. We wanted to go do things. And we were allowed to go do pretty much anything. There were no play dates. There were no arranged meetings. It was, did you eat your breakfast? Did you clean up your room? Okay, be back for lunch. And that was it. We would be out the door, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, boom, playing outside, doing something, whatever it was. And there were so many things that we did. We would have the basic neighborhood games, and we'll talk about those a little bit. We've talked about them in the past, too. But then there was also the day trips that we would take. Yes, we, the kids, would plan our own day trips. We were allowed to do that. And what was a kid day trip? Well... We would all hop on our bikes, and there was a park nearby. 
It was one of the state parks. It was a park called Hacklebarney State Park. And it was a park in the middle of the woods, and it had a river that flowed through it. And we were free to hop on our bikes and take the three-mile bike ride to Hacklebarney State Park. And boy, that's what we did. We would, we would literally pack a lunch. We would pack a lunch, throw it into a basket or a backpack or whatever we were carrying, and head out on our bikes to Hacklebarney. And this was the thing that we would do. This was something we would do on a weekly basis. We didn't hang around the house. There were no computer games to play. We weren't going to sit inside and play board games on a beautiful sunny day. We went outside. And we'd put, all, we, we'd put our gear together, whatever our gear was. And our gear was usually a backpack with our lunch and water in it. And we'd bike out to Hacklebarney. And it was, you know, it was a country road. And we'd bike along for three miles. And we'd see the occasional cars and tractors going by. But that's what we did. And it was, you know, we were 10, 11, 12 years old. We just went out and did our thing. Now, one of the cool things about the trip to Hacklebarney was we drove by, we drove by a dairy farm. And the dairy farm had a little farm shop there. And inside the farm shop, you could buy fresh milk. But they also made homemade ice cream there. Well, it wasn't homemade. It was farm-made ice cream. But you get the point. They made it right on the spot. And so we didn't eat the ice cream on the way to the park, but boy, on the way back home from the park, yeah. Stopping at Taylor Farms was a mandatory stop because you had to get the ice cream cone. Oh, and it was so good. They made it right there, and the flavors were so fresh, and they were so tasty. And it was so yummy just to have this cool treat on these hot summer days because the days were always hot. The temperature always seemed to be 80 degrees or higher. It was always humid. It was always those typical summer days, kind of a lazy feeling in the day. The humidity was there. You could see the humidity hanging in the sky. You could, you could feel it just being summer all around you. You just felt summer. There was a feel to the days. You felt lazy and slow, but excited at the same time. It's a very difficult emotion to describe, because it was just more of a feeling. It wasn't really an emotion. It wasn't, it wasn't something you could really tangibly hold on to. It was just the fact that it was summer. You had nothing to do. Nowhere to go. No one to be with. You were just existing as a piece of the day. And you were just a part of the world. And you enjoyed the world around you. So we would make this trip to Hacklebarney. And we'd do it in the early part of the day because it would get hot. That humidity that you felt at the beginning of the day would continue to, get, to increase during the course of the day. And by the time noon rolled around, it would be a hot, steamy summer day. So you wanted to be at the park before then. Now, what was there to do at the park? Well, you have to picture, you know, a state park. It's trees and walking paths and a river. They did have a, a kind of a playground, using the term in its broadest sense, because all it was was like three swings. That was the playground. So if you wanted to go swing, as long as there was nobody else there swinging, you could go swing. But when we would go to the park, we would go walk around in the park. We'd go exploring in the trees. There were times where we'd jump into the river and we'd wade in the river. We'd look for crawfish. We'd look for tadpoles. We'd look for frogs. And yeah, we captured these things and we'd look at them. We didn't do anything with them except examine them. But it was a cool thing to do. We'd have water fights. We'd splash each other. We'd play hide-and-seek in the trees. We would climb the trees. We'd try to find a tree 
that was easy to climb because tree climbing is not an easy task. It's not like you can just shimmy up anything. So you had to have the right branches. And there was a science to finding the right branches on a tree. They had to be high enough up so that you could get a foothold or a handhold on them. And they had to be thick enough so that you could climb far up the tree. You didn't want to climb up two branches and say, okay, I'm done climbing the tree. That's boring. You had to have a little bit of a challenge. But the branches couldn't be too high because, number one, you couldn't reach them from the ground if they were too high. And if they went too high up into the tree and you fell, it would be very difficult to explain to mom and dad why you broke your leg at Hacklebarney Park. They tended to frown on coming home with broken bones. But you know what? We took care of ourselves. We didn't fall out of trees. We were responsible enough not to endanger our lives as we were doing this stuff. But yeah, we would find the climbing trees and we'd see how far up we could go. And there would always be the challenge because you're there with your friends. I can go higher than you. No, I can go higher than you. Well, watch this. I can go up here. Oh, well, watch this. I can go out here. And then we'd swing from the branches and we'd see if we could jump down and how high up we could be before we'd be too afraid to jump down. That was always a challenge. Sometimes we'd crawl out on a branch over the river and dangle. Now, the river, it wasn't a deep river, and I'm using the term river very broadly because it was a creek. It was a small stream that maybe was a foot deep at at its deepest spots. But for us, 10, 12-year-old kids, it was truly a river. And crossing the river was a task because you had to get wet. I mean, you couldn't just leap it. You had to wade through it, get all the way up to your ankles to get across the river. But for a 10 or 12-year-old kid, this was an experience. So yeah, we would spend the day at Hacklebarney, and our parents were okay with that. They didn't mind that we went to the park. They knew we were responsible. We didn't have cell phones to report back. There wasn't a, uh, there wasn't a phone at the park for us to call in. We just told them we'd be home at 3 o'clock, and then we were expected to be home at 3 o'clock. And guess what? We got home at 3 o'clock, because we knew that if we didn't get home at 3 o'clock, we would not be allowed to go back to the park for a while. There were rules. And we learned to follow the rules. So if we wanted to continue to go to the park, we abided by the rules. So if mom said be home at 3 o'clock, that's what we did. But we had it down to a science. A three-mile bike trip took about a half an hour because we were not racing. We were just kind of meandering on the country roads to get to the park. And then we'd spend a few hours at the park. Then we'd hop on our bikes and head for home. And on the way home, there was the Taylor Dairy Farm. And yeah, we would drive down the dirt road leading up to the dairy farm. And this was not just a little driveway. This was a good half-mile road, and it was a dirt road, and you could see the cows on both sides of the road. And even on our bikes, we would stir up the dust, and it had that country smell to it. You'd have a little manure, a little dust, a little green grass, a little flowers. The scent would just, it would fill your nostrils. And it's one of those scents that just kind of stays with you. It smells, it smells like life. There was life going on at the farm. There were the cows and the birds and the bugs. There was the people working the fields. There were the people working the barns. It was just an all-consuming feeling of being out in nature, even at the dairy farm. It was just an experience. So we would ride our bikes up and we'd park them just outside the farm shop and we'd walk in there and the lady recognized us she always knew who we were and we had our three quarters for our little ice cream cones yeah you could get an ice cream cone for 75 cents (laughs) and that was for the double scoop you could get the single scoop for a little less but we all wanted the double scoop 
And they had maybe six flavors. Mine was always mint chocolate chip. I love, to this day, I love mint chocolate chip. I love mint chocolate chip. And that's probably where my love for mint chocolate chip began because Taylor's Dairy Farm made the best mint chocolate chip ice cream I've ever had. And it was real mint and real chunks of chocolate, not those little chips that you get in so many store-bought brands. There was big chunks of chocolate chip in this ice cream. They also had butter pecan. They had vanilla and strawberry and chocolate. But mint chocolate chip was my home. That's where I went every time. Yeah, of course, I would occasionally try some of the other ones just to mix it up a little. But mint chocolate chip was the bomb. That was where to go. So we would have our ice cream cones and we'd go sit outside on the step leading up to the shop and we'd take our time enjoying our ice cream cones. And it would be Ray and Vinny and sometimes Dirk and sometimes some of the other kids who would straggle along with us. But the three of us who usually did this trip together, Vinny and Ray and me, we would enjoy our ice cream cones and just kind of hang out there in the hot summer sun. Now we didn't worry about sunblock. Now we didn't worry about hats or long sleeve shirts or short sleeves. We just put on whatever clothes we had available. We just experienced life back then. So our trips to Hacklebarney were one of the focal points of our summers. We would do those trips countless times, countless times. But on the days that we didn't do the trips, on the days that we were hanging around the house or hanging around the neighborhood, we had other things that we would do. We had some paths in the woods behind my house. My house was on an acre of land in the woods. Over the years, we had worn out paths for various, from various things that we did. You know, walking through the woods, cutting through to the neighbors, cutting through the neighborhood in back of ours. And sometimes we were just trying to create paths. Why? Well, because we would take our bikes into the woods. Now, why would we do this? Because it was fun. Because it was cool. Because we could. And we had a little stream in back of our house, and there were some paths that we'd made leading up to these streams. And we had the bright idea one summer to make little ramps for our bikes. And so we spent days moving dirt. Now, we didn't have shovels. We didn't have tools. We would kick the dirt. We would get hunks of tree to dig up dirt. We would get giant pieces of rock to try to move the dirt around so that we could build, so that we could build dirt ramps leading up to the stream. Why? Well, because we were going to come barreling through the woods as fast as we could, hit that dirt ramp, and go sail right over the stream. In our minds, it was a beautiful thing. In reality, not so much. (laughs) Because you can't really get up ahead of steam riding your bike through the woods. Oh, you can try. But there's not a lot of speed to be had on the dirt paths in the woods. But we gave it a we gave it a shot. Let's let's put it that way. We gave it a shot, and yeah, we each took a turn trying to sail our bikes over the, over the stream and back of our house, with varying degrees of success. No broken bones, no broken bikes, but we sure did give it a try. Now I did say that we didn't have uh, many responsibilities in the summer, but I did have tasks that I had to perform. As I got older, I was I was the designated lawnmower. The house was in the woods, but there were areas around the house that had grass and that needed to be mowed. And me, being the oldest, I was the designated lawnmower. So I would have certain days where I was required to mow the lawn. But I also made that an interesting game, too, because what I would do with the lawnmower, because I knew that we had these massive games of tag that we played in our neighborhood, 
I would take the mower and cut through some of the overgrowth leading into the woods because you have the lawn area and then you have that little buffer area where the bushes are starting to grow before you get to the tree area. So I would take the lawn mower through the, I guess you would call it the transitional area between the lawn and the woods and I would cut paths. But I would make sure to disguise them so that if I was in the middle of a tag game and I was trying to avoid somebody, I would know where the path was and the person chasing me wouldn't. So yeah, there was a deviousness to my chore doing. I used the lawnmower to craft the little pathways for myself to give me an advantage playing tag against the neighborhood kids. Yep, always planning, that was me. But yeah, I could, I could, I could use that lawnmower like a weed whacker at some point. By the way, we didn't have weed whackers back in the day. All we had was the lawnmower and the hand clippers, and I was going to be damned if I was going to use hand clippers. I used the lawnmower. I learned how to pick it up. (laughs) I learned how to lean it on its side without it cutting out so that I could cut the edges off of bushes without having to go get the hand clipper. Oh, yeah, there were shortcuts. I learned them all. Yeah, it was an accident waiting to happen. No question. It never happened, but boy, I was on the edge a few times. (laughs) summer also involved swimming we would always go swimming whether it was when i was very young to a place called hemmings pond which was a natural pond in the back of the hemmings farm and yes we grew up in an area where there were a lot of farms and the farmers still were running the farms but they would open up certain areas like the hemmings family would open up their pond area they had a little gazebo there where you, where you could set up your, your little family camp. You'd put your picnic basket down and your chairs down. And they had a little shack where they would sell the basics like water and crackers. And then they had a pond where you could go jump in and swim. Now, this was truly a country pond. It was in the middle of a farm. It was fed by some stream that nobody really investigated. And I do believe it was shut down because they realized years later that the level of pollutants was probably mm, much higher than was safe for people to swim in. But at the time, it was cold water and it was summer, so we would jump in Hemmings Pond and swim. Safety? Bah! It was cold water we needed to go swimming. So we would do Hemmings Pond until they closed it. (laughs) Then there was an old Boy Scout camp up on the mountain that was near our house. The Boy Scout camp was called Camp Washington, after, of course, our first president, or a guy named Washington who lived nearby, I was never sure. But the Boy Scout camp had closed years before, but the giant reservoir on the camp obviously still remained. And so the state came in and turned it into a a park area and finished it up and put docks in, put lifeguard stands in, and for years we would go up to Camp Washington to swim. Now they had a swimming area up there, And then they also had a boating area up there. So we could go swim in the water, or we could go rent rowboats, or we could go rent pedal boats. And that was another thing that we did during the summer. Mom would pack us all up in the car. This was not a place we could ride uh, on our bikes, mostly because it was uphill on top of a mountain. And none of us were really in the mood to ride up a mountain. But also, it was a much busier road. And while our parents did let us go to Hacklebarney, because it was all backcountry roads, We weren't allowed to ride our bikes on the main, main roads, like the one that led up to Camp Washington. But yeah, we would go up to Camp Washington and um, spend the day there. Mom would pack a lunch. They had a little snack bar up there, and they had a little changing room so you could change into your bathing suits or out of your bathing suits. They had a park area where they actually had a playground, and they had great big fields you could run around in, work up a sweat, and then go jump in the water. And that was a great place. 
And we would spend the day at Camp Washington, swimming and staying cool and hanging out with friends and just not worrying about anything, just kind of hanging. That's what summer was. We were just hanging. It was great. Turns out Camp Washington eventually closed, too. It closed years after I was a regular there, but it closed for the same reason that Hemings Pond had closed. They had overdeveloped the mountain, and so all of the homes with their septic tanks were pumping out too many pollutants, and the runoff was having the pollutants run off into the reservoir where Camp Washington was. So, once again, no longer fit for swimming. Thank you. But it was fun while it lasted. One of the nearby towns eventually put in a swimming pool, so there was a community pool that we could go up to. And once the pool was in, we stopped going to the places where it was um, it was natural. We didn't want the mud or the sand on our feet. Ew. Wait, we can go in a chlorinated pool and it's all nice and smooth and clean? We don't have to hang out in the woods anymore? Sweet, Mom, let's go. So the community pool became the, the destination for swimming when we would go swimming. And they actually had a diving tank there, too. It was great. You could climb up. You could have a 3-meter board, a 6-meter board, or a 9-meter board. And yes, it was a, it was a true 9-meter board. It was Olympic size. And uh, that's a long way down. That's, that's a 10-foot drop. When you're 13, 14 years old, that's, that's, that's a big jump into the water. But I did it. Not head first. I wasn't crazy. But I would make that jump. But that's the stuff that we look forward to. Going out and swimming and biking and hanging out. And that three months off, oh man, it was glorious. When in your life do you get three months off like that? Unless you're a school teacher. And even if you're a school teacher, you don't really get three months off because you still have to make a living. But when you're a kid, boy, those three months from June to September, oh, the most glorious time of your life. And you never know it. You never realize how important that time is. Because once you get to that working stage, once you're 15, 16, you get that first part-time job, then you start earning money and wanting to earn more money, or you have to start earning money, you don't get those three months anymore. And that feeling of freedom, that feeling of being out there and just being a part of the world doesn't exist anymore. You're focused on earning your living. You're focused on, I gotta keep making the money. But those days when you're a kid and hanging out in the summers, Oh, those were the best days, man. Those were the best days. Now, that feeling doesn't exist so much anymore. I know kids still look forward to their summer vacations. My kids always did. But it's a different kind of feel. And part of it is my generation's fault. We became helicopter parents. We hovered over everything our kids do. And I was as guilty of it as as most. I wasn't as bad as some. I mean, there's some parents who who won't let their kids out of their sight. And I admit, I was bad, but I also remembered what it was like to be a kid and want to go do things. So it's a balancing act as a parent. But I think one of the reasons that kids spend so much time online these days and buried in their phones and buried in their computers and buried in their online communities is because there's no place to hang out anymore. Parents don't let them hang out. I mean, my parents were not negligent parents. It's just that's the way it was. You know, your kids, you taught your kids to be responsible. When you figured they were old enough to go on a bike ride and spend the day at the park, you let them go on a bike ride and spend the day at the park. That's what my parents did. Now, I got to that point with my kids, but how many parents do that these days? How many parents are comfortable letting their kids go out on their own, go hang with three or four neighbor kids and go to the park? It doesn't happen. 
Now, is there a reason for that? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm aware of the child abduction stories, and I know that it happens. But is it any worse now than it ever was? Or are we just more aware of it? Does that awareness make us worse parents? And do our kids suffer for it? I wonder that sometimes. I really do. Because the memories I have as a kid, those times on my own, those times hanging out with friends, those times swimming with a bunch of friends up at Camp Washington or taking the bike to Hackle Barney or just hanging out in the tall grass in the field behind my neighbor's house. What would we do? We'd hang out. What would we be doing while we're hanging out? I don't know. We'd maybe play a game of tag or talk. But it was just us. We didn't have parents watching us. We didn't have parents supervising us. We didn't have parents directing us on how to behave or what to do. We figured it out. We did it ourselves. We did it on our own. And I guess it's kind of sad that our kids these days don't have those same experiences. And I don't blame them. I blame us. But that's probably a philosophical discussion for another day. That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime. Thank you for listening. Now you want to go hang out, don't you? You want to go sit in a field in the back of the house, right? You want to lie there, look up at the clouds, and just feel the summer heat on your back, on your head? That's what summer was about, man. I'm telling you. Ah, summer. Still my favorite time of year. Anyway, you guys take it easy. And I'll see you when I see you.